and we're uh, new beginnings, baby. Here we go. Sitting here with one of my best friends, my new co-host, uh, Brahim Cruz. He's down in Tampa right now. We got a rich history. Excited to have him on. You know, uh, Dez and I end up going separate ways. He's kind of focused on his fitness part, and you know, I wish him totally the best. And you know, uh, we learned a lot from the journey. Learned a lot of different things. A lot of fun, but. You know, we're going to keep this thing moving. And uh, I was reaching out, me and Heem, we talking on the phone the last year a lot. You know, we, uh, we went to junior college a couple of years ago and been kind of keeping each other motivated, keeping each other going, accountable. And and we're talking and he's trying to help me find, you know, another co-host. He's like, shit, well, why don't we just do it together? You know, you know, we're in totally different parts of the world. Um, we both got some networks. We both have a similar mindset, doing affirmations and and hold each other accountable. And and Kanye is a big inspiration to both of us. So we decided, let's roll. Let's make this thing happen and and let's take over. So Brahim, man, what yeah. is happening? Man, a whole lot is happening. Um, life is great, brother. You know, I tell you that every single day, but it's it's so real. Life is great right now, man. I feel better than I ever have in my entire life. And, uh, you know, I got to credit you to that, man, because you got to look at the journey, man. And I think it's really important um, to always reflect on your journey in life, uh, not just your own individual journey, but who you shared certain moments with. Right. And, um, you know, it feels like it was just yesterday when I was in Minnesota. I'm not, the, you know, it's been like three or four years. Right. It's crazy, about huh? three years. And um, one time since then, yeah, each other one time since then. So, yeah, actually it's been about. Yeah, it's been about four years uh since um since we went to went to school together man and um just like looking back at that you're like the only person i'm not saying you're my only real friend from minnesota but what i am saying is that uh, you're definitely the closest friend that i made there you know and the only one that i actually stay in contact with on the regular and you've kind of just been on me um ever since ever since we uh you know we graduated from there and whatnot but uh, just holding me accountable, man. Like, I think you always kind of seen my potential, especially after like rooming and whatnot together. And um, you've always held me accountable, bro. So I just want to thank you for that. It feels good now, you know, now we hold each other more accountable. It used to be always kind of the other way around. And now we hold each other accountable, man. So uh, really important for all the listeners right now, uh, get yourself an accountability partner. You know, real friends hold each other accountable. It's really big. So uh, just thankful for that, man. Um, you know, kind of just piggybacking from that. I just graduated from Central Michigan University. Uh, fire up chips forever and ever. And uh, now I'm down here in Tampa Bay with uh, one of my best friends. And, um, you know, we're just getting after it, man. You know what I'm saying? He's on doing big things. And um, I'm just trying to help him keep him level headed, make sure that he keeps uh, keeps on pushing. And um, on the flip side of that, you know, I'm trying to trying to match his energy, his intensity. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, that's what life's all about, man. Um, Got to match energy around you and uh, you want to get the right energy around you. You want to be around a bunch of doers. And, um, you know, I ain't bragging. I'm just keeping it real. All I hang with is doers. I don't hang with no scrubs, man. I don't. If you're a scrub, um, shoot, I got I got some friends that honestly, man, they're, they're kind of like scrubs. Like, are they good people? Yeah, they're good people. But y'all 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 live like scrubs and if y'all live like that you already know he not coming to kick it like i got things to do you know what i'm saying and it's simple as that uh especially now man you know i'm 24 years old i got a vision and i understand that this vision you know i i kind of see it clear but i need mental clarity to really be able to see it clear 
You know what I'm saying? And it's going to take the best version of me possible to be able to make that vision become a reality. And um, if you're anywhere in the disruptance of my vision, I'm sorry, but I got to keep you. You, you got to be you got to go on some other channel. You know what I mean? This ain't this ain't what I'm televising here. This ain't what I'm showcasing. And so, that's what you you really got excited about this bold perceptions thing when uh, you listen to Are they really your boys? You've been uh, yeah yeah saying that to your friends and stuff, and and it's so true, man. You get that circle and you get people to actually push you and and bring that energy into your life. I mean, crazy things happen. You know what I mean, and everyone feels it when they're around that that yuck, and and it comes on to you. So you just gotta you know cut ties and move and absolutely. be with doers. Be with doers. And it's funny, right, Rooney? Like, we kind of just attract people who are similar, man. And, like, you know, it's like, I don't think, I don't think there's any way, I don't, I don't care how people try to explain it. Oh, well, it's the laws of this, it's the laws of that. No, nah, man, it just is what it is, right? Like, when you're doing specific things in life, when your mind is in a specific area, you just so happen to attract similar people. You're going to come across all sorts of different kinds of people, but the people that you attract is a certain type of person. So that's why it's very important for every person that you have an encounter with to really take a moment and try to understand why you're having this encounter with this person. Don't just let it be like a high and by. Ask them how they're doing. Spark a small talk. You know what I mean? Because you never know where it might lead. And, um, you know, that's something I do like every time. That's quite an intro. You got deep right away. But who are you? I mean, get the background. (laughs) Man, so, I mean, like I like I already told you guys, and I graduated from Central Michigan, uh, general management major, uh, English minor, creative writing certificate, got an associate's degree from uh, RCTC. Um, I should I should clarify something there though. I'm only a couple classes away from my English minor. I got an English minor, bro. <laughs> yeah, but I do have my creative writing certificate, and then um, you know I got my liberal arts degree. Uh, from RCTC, but I'll be quite frank, what I majored in, what I studied, none of that actually defines me, you know? Um, Who am I? I'm an outgoing guy who goes through a lot of highs and a lot of lows, just like pretty much every other human being on this planet, you know? Uh, But I just recognize those lows as momentarily. Like, if if I'm feeling down, I know I'm not going to be feeling down for much longer, you know what I'm saying? So I'm constantly, I'm very optimistic type of dude. I don't get very pessimistic. I'm I'm always thinking big picture, how things are going to get better, man. Um, you know, I feel like sometimes, um, I now actually I don't feel this way. Sometimes I feel this way all the time. I always see the potential in other people, but sometimes, to be quite frank, I don't always see that same potential in myself. You know what I mean? It's not that like I don't see the potential in myself, but I definitely doubt myself more than I doubt other people. So something that I've been working on lately is um, trying to view myself the way other people view me. You know what I mean? When I got people all the time. Uh, you're one of them. You, you see my potential. You know what I mean? And you never tell me that you don't see it, right? You're, you're never doubting me. So it's like I'm trying to get to that point to train my mind to always see myself in that fashion. You know what I'm saying? I think that's uh, a total common thing, a lot of people. I mean, you always get that voice in your head and it's just about knocking it out and then just cut it out because that is your mind. You control your mind as much as you don't think you do, and it's getting rid of that voice. No, hundred percent. Yeah, man, and just being being wary, being aware of what you're letting into your mind. You know, one of the realest sayings in the world is that your body is your temple, and um, this is something an area where I've really grown at over the past year, where I limit 
what I watch and what I listen to. You know, I I understand that I can't listen to Eminem all the time, man. You know what I mean? I can't listen to like Lil Durk, even though I love listening to these guys. I can't listen to like Cash Kid and these other rappers and whatnot all the time because it puts my mind subconsciously in a different kind of zone. You know what I'm saying? I can't be out here watching like freaking Scarface and Narcos all the time because I start <laughs> I start getting the idea that <laughs> maybe if I do it like this, I won't get caught. No, you know what I mean? Horrible mind. Same thing with uh, the news. You know what I mean? You got constant oh. negativity, CNN, Fox News, everything, social oh. media, all the negative people on there. I was just uh, watching um, a video with some guy that had like no arm, one arm and no legs. He was on uh, the Wolf of Wall Street podcast and he talked about that. You got to watch what the hell you consume. It's all yeah. getting you subconsciously. You, you don't think advertisements work. They work. The oh, they work. Industry, and you're 100% right on that. It's everything you read, you see, you, you're around. That's that's a big uh, point. But hold on, Heem. Port Huron. You played ball, football. Ba- I mean, on the front port, of- man. Oh, I mean, give a little background to the people. I mean, give them some more. I'm sorry. I get just so excited sometimes talking about other things that like I get really passionate about. I don't I always feel like introductories are just like so kind of like cliche, like, oh, yeah, I grew up here. But for real, though, let me (laughs) let me wrap right quick. First and foremost, I was born in Flint, Michigan. I Hurley Hospital. That's where I was born. You know, I'm always repping Flint because I got a lot of blood, a lot of family from there, uh, including got family in Lebanon. My mother's Lebanese, born born and raised until she was 16 years old in Beirut, Lebanon. So um, I'm African-American and Lebanese. Y'all probably never heard of that before because it's a rare mixture. But look, I'm a rare breed. I'm not <laughs> I'm not the same type of dude. Y'all not ever going to come across another heme. I'm just going to let y'all know that right now. Like, I'm a different type of dude. I'm not necessarily better than anybody. I ain't necessarily any less than anybody, but I'm different. And you know what? I'd really appreciate it if y'all treat me the same way I treat everybody else. And you want to know what that is? Equally unique. I don't treat anybody equal. I treat everyone equally unique because everyone is unique in their own way. I treat y'all equal on a base, on a standard level, on a superficial level, like really, really just at the surface. But everyone's different. And I understand that. So I... I'd appreciate it if y'all treat me equally unique as well. Oh, Anyways. And that's what I love about you. And that's what I love about people who are just themselves. Now, I mean, they trust their gut and go out there and be themselves. They're not trying to be fake and something they're not. And and uh, everyone's got specialness to them. And it's the, it's their 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 parents when they were young or their peers that kind of knock it out of them. Now, I mean, sure. that's when you see the really creative people that may seem weird and stuff, but they they follow their gut and they're free like a kid. They're not worrying about outside stuff. And that's why me and you bond so much with Kanye West. Because that's yeah, what he absolutely. is. And he preaches that, the self-esteem and, and you know, how society tries holding us down um, by all that. So, but keep going. Yeah, man. And, I, you know, I kind of want to, so that's actually a perfect segue right into, like, my parents. So I ended up moving to Port Huron in 2002. And I moved there with my mom and my stepdad. And, um, you know, we moved there as a family. You know, my brothers and, um, you know, um, my Aunt Mac actually, too. Uh, my Uncle Jerome moved in with us. So, like, growing up, uh, honestly, like, the first half of my life, like, it was really just, like, almost a full house. And my mom was, like, the only one working for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, and she was just, like, she was she was a manager, a great manager at Old Country Buffet for about 22 years. Uh, you know, and she did the best that she could, making about 55000 a year, you know, practically raising... Um, 
three boys, a girl, had my aunt, had my uncle, had my stepdad, who he was kind of like on and off, you know, uh, but he provided the best that he could. And then there came, a, eventually came a time where, um, you know, my mom could no longer work because she got sick. And um, then now my stepdad has really taken over that responsibility. And absolutely no shade to my biological father. It's just like, you know, my stepdad played an extremely huge role in my life of uh, the person that I've just came out to be because, you know, um, I, and it's not even a question about the role that my mom played, but if it wasn't for my stepdad, I wouldn't be the man that I am when it comes to sports or like, you know, I'm kind of like, like, I'm like a funny guy and everything, but I'm also, I'm a little rough. You know what I mean? I'm, I, I don't, I don't walk away from conflict. I confront conflict and I kind of learned that side from him. You know what I mean? So I think I have a great balance between being like a little, like, I, I don't take no crap. And at the same time, I got like my mom's spirit of like, just like really friendly, always smiling, always thinking positive, you know, and just working hard. So um, credit them both to that, you know, and uh, growing up in Port Huron, one of the best things that could have happened to me, I couldn't imagine growing up in Flint, Michigan, because, you know, there's, for those of you that don't know, there's a freaking water crisis going on in Flint, you know what I'm saying? And it's really affected the community. And I mean, you just think about it like this. We just found out about it about five or six years ago, but that's just when we just found out about it. So there's no telling how long it's really been going on for and how that affects the mind and everything, the bodies of all those people. So I'm actually extremely fortunate, extremely blessed um, to have grown up in Port Huron, Michigan, right off of Lake Huron. You know what I mean? I never, I never had to worry about where I'm from, like being out late at night or anything like that, because, you know, Port Huron, yeah, a lot of drugs and whatnot come through the city, but people aren't getting murdered. All right. Like you, you don't hear about that often. It's very rare. Whereas in somewhere like Flint or like Detroit, you know, areas like that, it's all the time. Uh, so I was extremely blessed and fortunate growing up. I don't try to act like I'm from the hood because I'm not from the hood. You know, I grew up in a middle class home. You know what I mean? And my mom did the best that she could. Uh, but I'm not going to lie. I was a lot to put up with. Uh, I'll let y'all kind of know this. I was kicked out of every single daycare in the city of Flint, like before I was like two years old or whatever. My mom had to share that info with me. Like I wouldn't stop like fighting kids or like biting kids or whatever the heck I was doing. I was a bad child. And um, it's funny because my mom said that when she was pregnant with me, she watched that movie Problem Child a lot. And I think I was like the problem child. And uh, and I definitely was the problem child because then like even like when I got to uh, when I got to Port Huron, man, I used to. I remember the first time I got suspended from school. You want to know what it was? <laughs> Kindergarten, man. I wouldn't do the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> oh, really? I wouldn't, I wouldn't do the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. I wouldn't do it in front of the class. They suspended me, man. I threw a fit about it and everything. That was the first time I ever got suspended, man. And, um, and then the second time I got suspended, I like called the teacher an idiot. And then I didn't get suspended for like first and second grade. And then third grade came around and where we moved to in Port Huron was like kind of like the more urban like area. So I was around like a different crowd of kids, man. And I'm not even going to hold you up, bro. Like I told you, I confront conflict. and I've always been this way, bro. Kids just really used to try me as a child. And like I was funny and everything just like I am now. But I was also very quick to retaliate much quicker then than I am now. Like I if I can avoid confrontation today, I definitely will because I have a lot to lose and it's not worth it. You know what I mean? I don't want anything on my record. But uh, yeah, growing up, man, I used to get into like a lot of fights in school because uh, in a lot of times it would be with like the same kid, to be quite honest. It wasn't like a different dude. It'd be like we get suspended for three days, come back round two. Like this was like WWE or something. Right. Um, but eventually it all kind of clicked for me um, going into eighth grade, man. I had gotten into a lot of trouble. Like, 
you know, I never did anything extreme, but like all those fights and like talking in class, getting kicked out of class, like it had to be in timeout and then I'd be talking in timeout and they'll suspend me for a day or whatever. Um, all those, I, it got me expelled in fifth and sixth grade. And then in seventh grade, um, I made it through the entire school year, but then the, the month of May, they suspended me for the rest of the year because I never got into like a, a fight or like any type of major suspension, but I just had so many one day suspensions because I would be acting out in class, like talking or just whatever. They'll send me to like, you know, detention or timeout. I'll be talking in there. So all these suspensions, they just say, hey, man, like you're not learning your lesson. Like you're just done for the school year. Right. And then on my birthday going into eighth grade, uh, I got this letter from um, from this um, Port Huron area school district saying that like you have to go to South and what South is is like the program for like all the bad kids and like kids who like can't be in like a regular school. And, you know, it's funny how things work because that was the moment like at the time I thought it was funny like wow on my birthday. This is what I get right. But then my first day of school at South, I'm like, yo, what the heck am I doing in here? Uh, like, I ain't no idiot now, bro. You know what I mean? Let me tell you something, bro. That was the best GPA I ever got in my freaking life. I was out of there in less than a semester. I had like a 3.8. I never had anything similar to that. And then I was able to enroll back into Central Middle School right before basketball season started, made the basketball team, played my sports, and then um, I ended up winning most improved student of the year. I ended up carrying a 3.5 that year in Central. And ever since eighth grade, I've pretty much been like a good kid in school. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's funny. I, I win like a lot of most improved awards, man. I didn't start playing football until my junior year of high school. I was pretty trash. And then senior year of high school, I won most improved player on the team. And then that ended up taking me to, you know, the next level, obviously. And uh, which was all like a great time. Great story. I was able to have a you know, a tremendous experience there with you at RCTC, man. We went to the national championship, bro. We had, you know, a hell of a season, dude. Like, it was... It's, it so, was, cool. it's so cool now that Last Chance U is covering Juco football. People are, like, talking about, you know, because it, it's something out of this world. Junior absolutely. College football. If, if you don't, if you haven't experienced it, you can't really understand. You can watch the show and stuff. And you can get a glimpse of it. But it's a, I mean, crazy stuff. It, it's a wild time. It was, it was a great time. But, yeah, talk about that. That's where we met, wasn't it? Yeah, man. I mean, it's kind of funny how we became roommates, bro. I remember I was in, um, I was already locked in at my own apartment. It's like me, my boy Kendall, Vic, Kelsey Bocek, and Ryan, man. And like, we're in there. I'm excited to be living with these boys. And um, Justin kind of comes up to me like, Abraham, hey, bro, um, could you please switch apartments with my brother, bro? I'm like, what? No way. No way. He's like, no, please, bro. Like, it's it's not gonna work, man. He in there with like Rooney and them and Cam and they are like it's just yeah, it's just not gonna work, man. Like he already kind of got into it with them. I'm just like honestly at this time I don't even like know you, bro. I'm like I don't even like know who Rooney is. Like uh, I don't know none of y'all boys. So I'm just like bro, like are you serious, man? Like I've moved everything already in. You think I'm just about to move across the complex just so your brother because he ain't getting along with somebody? And he's like, please, bro. And then Ryan called me offered me a hundred dollars when he offered me a hundred dollars that's when i knew it had to be something serious so i'm just like you know what bro you could keep the hundred dollars man <laughs> i'm not gonna take that from you but kindle is gonna help me move there so i move in man and um i'll never forget nick and you you say you claim that you don't remember this but i'll never forget my first day in that apartment we're sitting there on the couch and i told you that i rap 
like, hey, man, I rap. And you're like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, let me hear freestyle. So I started freestyling. And then after you were like, oh, sounds kind of written. Definitely wasn't written at all. Uh, not a piece of that thing was written. But um, it's all right. You know, haters going to hate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, must have been doing something good. And, um, and obviously, that kind of started off us being roommates and, you know, everything was really good, but we had our ups and downs. Well, speaking of one, and I, I remember this, I think it was uh, everything built up. We always make like remarks to each other and then like, <laughs> build up. And I remember the one that built up, I think it was about Steve Nash and John Stockton, who was the better uh, point guard. Like, we'll go down. And like, I think you were about Steve Nash. I'm like, no, Stockton. Like, there's no comparison. Like, most assist feels. And like, that turned into a huge ass. Like, you shoving me. Blake had to get involved. Like, it was uh, like, every Build up. The dishes weren't done. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, I mean, bro, you're easily. Um, you are the um, easily the nastiest roommate that I've ever lived with behind Sean. And Sean's like better now, but back in like college, yeah, I, I was a little dirty back in the day. No, no, no. You were. See, see, Sean was. Sean was like extremely messy, kind of nasty. You were like, you know, <laughs> you were you you were something else. No, it was uh me me and cam and blake are just like baffled but you got better bro i'll give you that you got better man you got better you're definitely better now i mean i'm looking at your room on this skype brother this this is beautiful uh, i'm actually <laughs> extremely surprised so you end up going to central michigan then you got like the radio and stuff yeah yeah ended up going to cmu got into the radio and um you know and it's funny how you, you want to know what's really funny now that you mentioned that is that here i am like I'm on a podcast. I'm with you, Rooney. I call you Rooney, but your name is Nick. And my radio was with my boy Nick. Nick yeah. gave me the opportunity for radio. You're giving me the opportunity for this podcast. Something about Nick's. He, yeah. Nick Heen. Something about us, man. It just it just meshes. But yeah, I was given a grand opportunity, man. Um, it's funny how all these things work out. Um, initially, I had... Well, I was a sports reporter at CMU, and um, I was covering collegiate sports along with local high school sports. And I'm covering high school uh, playoff football with my boy Nick. And this is like our first time really like meeting each other. Like he comes and picks me up, and we go and cover this game. And on the way back from the game, I just told him, I'm like, yo, man, like throw a freestyle on, like throw a beat on. He's like, uh, you rap? I'm like, yeah, man, yeah, like just throw a beat on. He's like, okay, for sure. I ended up freestyling for like 30 minutes in the car and he was just like, yo, man, like you're dope, bro. He's like, yo, yo, I got a radio show. Like, do you ever want to like come on and freestyle? I'm like, of course. You know, like I really went to CMU to work on music in the first place. So I'm like, oh, absolutely. Like, this is a great opportunity and ended up going on there, did a freestyle, man. Freaking killed it, bro. Like Nikki D gave me an opportunity, bro. And I just, I, I feel like I made the most of it that I possibly could. And um, ended up. What's up? Number one radio show, wasn't it? Yeah. People's Choice Award. We were the People's Champ, you know what I'm saying? They uh we won the radio show award in the School of Broadcasting and Cinematic Arts. Uh not to mention um not trying to toot our horn here, but CMU is one of the most prestigious broadcasting schools in the country. Um easily the best in Michigan. Um so yeah, it was one um it's funny because I didn't even I didn't even think we were going to win it. And it's not because I didn't think we deserved it. I just never even thought about the award. You know what I'm saying? Um, but people liked us, man. And me and Nick, we had like some great chemistry. So we were just we were just rocking, bro. And he gave me he gave me such a great opportunity, man, because the radio was like probably my biggest thing at CMU. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the sports reporter and stuff was cool and all, but like the only thing that I really had to like own was like the radio, man. And that's what me and Nick did. And that's what a lot of people knew me for. And it just gave me a platform to be able to express, you know, my views and to be able to kind of communicate with people and, you know, boost up the school, keep it real about the school. And at the same time, just kind of like knock some sense into people here and there, understand where you're at, why you should be appreciative of it. You know? Yeah, I remember because uh, um, when I was in Colorado when you were doing that radio show, we used to have a lot of dudes listen to that. We put it on in the apartment and we were ready for the, the heme freestyle part. And then you guys kind of jawed back and forth. And it was a good show. And, I mean, you got a good voice. Sometimes you do talk a lot. But, I mean, Absolutely. overall, you put it, put together a, a good little product. But, hey, during this time, you were working on your music. That's what yes, you are. Sir. You're an artist. You want to kind of speak on that? Yeah, man. Um, I always told myself that the day I was done playing football is the day that I would go into music 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And um, that's what I've done. And uh, when I went to CMU, that was the first time where I actually released music to the public back in January 2017. I released Closure. And um, that was, that was a banger. Mariana Rivera? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. That was... Uh, it was it was a it was such a journey to get to that song, man. And I'm telling you, like, without my boy Jamie, like, I don't even understand. I don't even know where the heck I'd be at uh, as far as anything goes, to be quite frank, you know. But um, it was a lot of work to be put in. And Jamie, man, like, he worked so so many hours. Like, like yeah, when you look at like the name of like all these songs, you see you see Brahim Cruz and like Closure and everything. But it's so much more than me, man. Like. Dude, I just do the rapping and the writing, you know what I mean, and the singing. Like, to mix and master a song, bro, and to make the beat and everything, it is such a process, you know what I mean? And a lot of people just do not understand how much time it takes to make a song. So imagine trying to make an album. Now, anyone can, like, make a okay song or whatever, but to make a quality song, you know what I'm saying? So uh, it's definitely been a process. Um, Ended up releasing In Touch that following month and... Had the opportunity, thanks to my friend uh, Brian Chandler and Lex Howe, to be able to perform at Ferris State. That was the first time I ever performed. I was able to go there, perform Closure. It was great, man. I think I have like a natural type of stage presence, but you know, as far <laughs> as hat on, I remember you were in the hat, weren't you? Uh, uh, that was uh, that was when I performed In Touch and Pablo. That uh, was uh, that was John Ledger. Who was wearing the hat? Pharrell Williams. That Future started Pharrell. wearing it too. That yeah. was kind of gone away. I remember that little phase. Yeah, yeah, it was, that was cool too, man. But uh, yeah, it was it was a great time, man. And then I kind of went about kind of went about a year without you know without releasing any music, and um, and then but actually about a year and a half without releasing any music. And this year has definitely been my biggest year as far as music. You know, I I started off the year with twenty three, and then four show, and then going out of that went into um free ride with my first song with Jamie actually where he featured on that and then I did where I'm at and um you know out of all of those songs 23 like it still gives me chills man and you know that's really like that that song like I feel like that's gonna be a song that just that's gonna always be one of my favorite songs ever bro you know what I'm saying it holds me accountable makes me remember it's like really like a vow to myself you know what I'm saying and I've grown so much um, since that song and I've went through some tough times since that song as well you know what I'm saying and where I'm at is like 
you know, a lot of people like it, but that song's a, a complete reflection of what I was going through. You know what I mean? Like I was drinking, I was smoking, I was doing a bunch of bull crap. Um, you know, just trying to deal with, you know, graduating college and living up in the moment and all of these things. And um, just kind of losing myself though within all of it, worrying about things that don't really matter. And um, it's now, like I kind of mentioned earlier, at the very beginning of the show, you know, I feel the absolute best that I've ever felt in my life. And, you know, I'm going on four months sober from right. everything. I don't drink anymore. I don't smoke anymore. I desubscribe myself from Adderall. And when I say I don't drink, or when I say I don't smoke anymore, I literally mean I don't smoke anymore. Like it's way deeper than smoking weed. Like I don't smoke hookah. I don't smoke jewel. I don't smoke cigar. I don't smoke anything. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not judging anyone who does. Everybody has their own thing. But here's what I know about people because we're all uh, similar in our own ways. And I think everybody has this. A lot of people do things and they're not real with themselves about it, right? Like I had to really look at myself in the mirror. Like I was talking about that vision earlier, right? That mental clarity. Raheem, if you're going to achieve the things that you want to achieve in this world, if you're going to make these things happen, how are you going to do this, brother? You got to be the absolute best Raheem Hassan Cruz possible to make this happen. And let me go down the checklist right quick. Does drinking make me better at anything? <laughs> Look, I love Stephen King, man. I love some Stephen King. Stephen, it, it, alcohol made Stephen King write some of the greatest novels of all time. However, I ain't Stephen King. And drinking does not make me write any better. Actually, it makes me write worse. Drinking does not do one thing for me better. It doesn't help me talk better. It doesn't make me more loosened up. I'm already good. I don't need no drink to talk to any of these women, to talk to any of these businessmen, anything. I, I don't need a drink, all right? Smoking? Oh, that's not even a question, man. You know, it's funny because there was definitely, um, I had a phase in my life in high school where it's like, you know, I didn't really know who I was. Like, I was trying to be all of these things. Like, I had my Wiz Khalifa phase. Like, I thought it was cool to, like, smoke and, like, all of these things, you know. But then the older you get, the more you start to realize, like, man, I'm just doing this to fit in. Or I'm just doing this to, like, be a part of the trend or whatever you want to call it. And I just had to, like, really look at myself. I'm like, yo, what does, what does, what does weed do for me? And it's legal where I'm from in Michigan, right? Now, look, it's perfectly legal to drink gasoline. Does that mean you should do it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So just because it's legal where I'm from doesn't mean that it author I should just do it. Actually, I voted for it to be legal even when I wasn't smoking. <laughs> and the reason why I voted for it is because I'm thinking that this will be in the best interest for the state of Michigan to make some money, right? But um, I had to just look at myself and I'm like, man, what does, what does weed do to me? Man, it makes me paranoid. It makes me more, um, it makes me kind of uh, stutter. Like, it's like I can't speak clearly. When I smoke, I start seeing things negative, bro. Seeing people negative, seeing situations negative. Nothing, like, I'm not, I'm not that person that gets high and I'm just so bubbly and like, ah, I'm high, oh, I feel so good. No, not at all, that's not me. But, but I, I used to lie to myself and try to act like I was. Like, before I start smoking with someone, like, oh, yeah, heck yeah, let's do it. Let's, uh, let's go smoke, about to be a good time. But really inside, I'm just killing myself, right? So it didn't do anything for me good. And then it, it messed up my entire sleep schedule. And you know what's funny, though? Out of both of those things being pretty uh, non-beneficial for me, the absolute worst for me was Adderall. And that's what I was prescribed. And I realized that Adderall is the real, real, real problem here. Like, both of these are problems, but Adderall... 
Adderall is the only substance that I've ever taken that actually changes my personality without me even knowing it. You following me here? Like you could feel when you're starting to get drunk. You could feel when you're starting to get high. When you're coming down from your Adderall and you have one of those mood swings, it just comes out of nowhere. Like you don't know it until someone says something to you. And I'm like, whoa, what the heck is wrong with me? You know what I'm saying? And then it starts messing with your dopamine levels and you start trying to find these other releases just to fall asleep or whatever, whether it's drinking, smoking, whatever. Start trying to find these other releases, these other fixes. And um, it was just absolutely terrible. And I needed control back over my mind. Like we should never be fully dependent on something. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not good. So I've really taken ownership and just regaining, you know, that, that self, man. You no, know. 100%. And that's, okay, we bonded over Kanye. I remember when you told me to, you were bringing him up and you love Kanye. I'm like, dude, that's that jackass, the Taylor Swift thing, all that. You know, he looks like a clown in the media. Yeah. But you told me, lo- really look into him. Listen to his interviews. Really listen to his music. And it is the code for uh, self-esteem. That's what he says, too. But that whole fearlessness about Kanye, that extreme self-confidence that I'm going to go accomplish anything in the world, that's what you've had. You know what I mean? And you, you've taken that with you. You want to, you know, pursue music. You want to do this and that. And you've always had the, I'm going to go do it. But then these last six months, it's finally like you you put all the pieces together. You know what I mean? The discipline, the, the accountability, the, the, the real part about being successful. You know, you have the mindset. Everyone needs that mindset. If you don't have that mindset, it's tough to succeed. But that mindset needs to be paired with that action. Absolutely. And uh, I remember that phone call we had um, when we were talking about the opportunity you had coming here and you're talking about, Chase, should I you know, stop drinking and all that? I said, dude, everything you've ever wanted is in front of your face right now. Yeah. Take it. Don't, that other stuff, you don't need it. You got to stay clean, focused, and you've done it. And you're a totally different person. You said that you might you know, name your, your first album or mixtape, uh, I Love Being Sober. But it's the action, bro. And that's all we talk about is is – you can talk and talk, and I think uh, talking's great. You gotta back it up, and that's what you're doing now. You're walking the walk, and look what's happening in your life. I mean, yeah, everything's coming sure. together. And it's um, it's kind of interesting because when we had that conversation, it's like uh, originally I was just like, yeah, I'm. I think I'm just gonna go a month sober from everything, and then once once this month is done, I'll just casually drink, but you know, I'll be off everything else. Why 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 stop and start again? You know what I mean? And, and it all made sense to me because not only did you say that to me, Kendall said that to me. Justin told me the same exact thing. I'm like, boom, that was the sign right there, right? And, um, and I kind of put like my own like twist on it. Okay, if you're, if you're doing something and you're seeing results from it, right? Like let's say, let's say you run for 30 minutes a day, every single day for 30 straight days. You are going to see results and you're eating good. You're going to see results. Why just stop? Why just say, okay, I did it for 30 days. I'm all good. No, if you stop, you're going to be right back where you started. So this is about, this is the long game, man. This isn't like we talk about all the time, man. This is long-term satisfaction over instant gratification. It's much greater. This is about the big picture, brother. So, oh, by the way, Rooney, when I tell you what my mixtape and album ideas are, don't drop them on air because I got people swagger jacking like everyone freaking knows, you know, I am the most prolific, the best artist, the best rapper, the best songwriter in the state of Michigan who's not signed to a record label or who's not already 
you know, blown up or whatever. It's not a question. You know what I'm saying? Now, if anybody disagrees, well, hey, I'm right here. Just prove it. You know what I'm saying? Now, I ain't going to diss you first, though. I don't, I don't retaliate like that. And it don't even got to diss. I don't, I, don't, I don't do that. But, you know, it's funny because Drake said this before, and I'm going to say it, too. And um, I've always kind of felt this way. I really hope that nobody ever puts me in one of their songs, like tries to diss me. You know, if the person's like not relevant at all, I probably wouldn't even respond. But if the person is even like semi-relevant or semi-relevant to me, oh, bro, that's like career suicide because I'm going to demolish you. That's something I'm going to do. You know, people like, oh, let's battle rap. Okay, you go first because I'm going to hurt your feelings, bro. And I don't want to do it first. Like, I don't I don't. You know what I mean? Like Eminem's my favorite rapper of all time, brother. You better understand the background that I come from. Like, I, I'm about to really put you in a puzzle. Like, 100%. But hey, Heem, we're getting in that 40 minutes. You've been going. You said a lot of stuff. Let's kind of talk about where we're going to take this bold perceptions. You know, what, what you're up to now, what you're doing out here, what you're bringing to the table, and uh, kind of why you wanted to join. Yeah, man. Well, I wanted to join first and foremost because I seen it as a grand opportunity, man, to help you out. You've helped me out so much in life that I, I, I owe you this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't owe you this, but I owe you this. You know what I mean? Like, and I've been a part of this show since it really started. I, I, you know that, like just supporting it, man. And just the whole vision with it, bold perceptions. It's all about building a community of taking action. You know what I'm saying? And, and connecting people with one another. Uh, everyone who joins the show, connecting them with all the joiners and everyone who listens to this show, connecting them with all the joiners and listeners. So that is where I want to take it. I want or not, it's already going there, but I want to take it to that next level. So it's like, here I am. I'm in a different demographic. I'm down here in Tampa, Florida. Like, I'm meeting new people now. I already got demographic of people in Minnesota, just like you do. I already got people back in Michigan. Now it's time to influence the South. And, um, you know, with the job that I have too, it's a great job. Like, this is truthfully the only job that I've ever loved that I've had. Like, I literally love being at work. I love the whole process of what I do. It's great, man. I mean, people at some uh, coworker asked me yesterday, what's it like selling gym memberships? I don't feel like I'm selling anything. I feel like I'm providing something. I'm providing you with an opportunity to enhance your mental and physical um, you know, well-being. So tying that right back into the show, it's like I got people at the gym coming in, man, that come from all sorts of different backgrounds, you know, whether they work for, you know, NBC out here, or they might be a pharmacist, or they may be a professional athlete, or they may be in accounting, real estate, finance, whatever. They've made it to a significant level. And what I want to be able to do is share that story with everybody. And see, it doesn't even, uh, you know, the professional athlete stories or the actor, famous actors or whoever, the celebrities, those would obviously be cool to have on the show. But what's really cool are the people who's actually really financially successful and successful as a parent and just as like a member of society in general when you get those people onto the show you know the it's all real it's all very real but when you get those people on the show and you just see the bottom line to all of it how it's all the same man when you put the work in you see results in your field you know i want to make it to the league maybe not the nba or the nfl but i want to make it to my own league I got, I got leagues in mind, you know what I mean? Success, and that's big stuff. The system to success is like the same thing for everyone. You know what I mean? It, it, there's different parts of it with the what uh, route you're going down, but the same foundation is universal in anything you freaking do, like you're saying right now. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I want people to just 
down here to understand like not just what kind of dude I am, but what kind of people I hang with. You know what I mean? Like I take my friends, my my I take my I don't have a very big circle, so I take it extremely serious. You know what I mean? Like the only like few knuckleheads that are in my circle are my friends from home that I grew up with from childhood days and they'll always be my brothers, right? And they know that, but they also know that he can't be kicking it with all of y'all all the time. Cause they just know we on different things. Aside from my friends at home, my circle is extremely small. And it's even small back at home, but it's extremely small. The people that I pick and choose to actually affiliate with on a regular, I don't, I don't have a lot of friends, but I'd love to be able to get, you know, establish a network and get all of my friends and all of my network connected with one another so we can just start continue to inspire one another and and help one another out in any way shape or form possible you know so this show man it's a great opportunity not only to be able to connect people man but for someone such as myself to learn bro you know what i'm saying like somebody like trace comes on talking cryptocurrency brother i don't know nothing about cryptocurrency i'm all ears yeah 100%. you know what i'm saying yeah no no i'm excited man i think it's uh the perfect duo i think we're gonna take this thing by storm and, and, and keep building i mean it's it's creating a community of doers and and that's what it is and and you you surround yourself with positivity and and networking you know crazy things happen you've seen it firsthand so man i'm pumped to have you i hope we gave the listeners enough background about you so they can catch up because you know we've been doing this for a minute now we got you in here and i think they can understand you from that i mean i feel like i if i didn't know you i'd know you 100 by now so man i'm excited and i appreciate you coming on I mean, yeah, I appreciate sure. you, and let's make this thing freaking go, you know what I mean? Yeah, let's get it, man. We're about to kill it. BDGE, big dogs got to eat. On God. <laughs> no, <laughs> on folk <and> them. <laughs>